Welcome to Battling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. What's happening, Derek? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I'm locked in my house. I'm not going anywhere. So I'm not paddling. I'm not climbing trees. I should climb a tree. I've got trees in my backyard. Climb That'd trees. be something. Jump over your neighbor's fence. <laughs> no, not allowed to do that. Why? If they're not there, use his barbecue. <laughs> steal his barbecue i i need to do that i i have uh bo- i have two propane bottles that i that are empty and i cannot barbecue i've been last three weeks when when we uh when we want to barbecue something i have to, I have to cook it in a frying pan I, i've been cooking steak in a frying pan why don't you go to crappy tire and get it refilled yeah that that, that mean i have to leave the house <laughs> so in the middle of the night, take Actually, your propane tank to your neighbors. <laughs> that's that's a really good idea. Just hopefully he his is uh, has has a expiration date. I just filled that thing. <laughs> I just bought that one. No, I I do know that, and it's one of those things me and Siobhan talk about for the past couple of weeks. Is uh, there's uh, at Walmart there's a self serve propane dispensing thing you just you go up and you put your credit card on the screen it opens one door you take out the full bottle put in your empty bottle close the door it relocks bob's your uncle you walk away oh so you're not refilling in the morning no there's no i i would have to drive to oshawa to refill it yeah because i'm gonna say i think that's that would be illegal you have to have a license to refill propane tanks Yes. So you in the <laughs> middle of the night going up and filling your propane tank. No, but it's the it's the it's the trade thing. It's uh, so the that we've here in Boneville they've that's what they do now is uh, there's no place since the the truck stop closed to refill a propane tank. You sound like you're in the boonies. You're not in the boonies. I know. I know. <laughs> Since they closed down the corner store, yeah. we can't buy cigarettes no more. <laughs> so my kids are in the backyard growing tobacco. <laughs> hey, oh. that's an idea. What? I should grow tobacco crop. In your backyard? Yeah, I get the kids to cultivate it. And then you could be selling singles out instead of a lemonade stand. Exactly. They'll be out selling singles <laughs> to all the people walking by. <laughs> cigarettes. Hey, mister, you need a smoke? <laughs> Come here, I'll get you a deal on two. <laughs> How did we get sidetracked? <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> what are we supposed to be talking well, about look, here? a squirrel. No. <laughs> squirrel. You, you said you need to refill your barbecue tanks, and it led yes, to your yes. kids selling illegal cigarettes on the street. <laughs> so what's new with you, Sean? <laughs> oh, my kids aren't selling legal still cigarettes like yours are. <laughs> I'm still working from my basement. Yep. <laughs> uh, the nicer weather, I can go out at lunchtime and take a walk or read out on the front steps or something. Yeah, I still actually read a book. Uh, out on the front steps and and whatnot, and uh, my my two squirrel army turned oh, into three I saw you squirrels. Post of that. Yeah, and now today there's five squirrels. So they're communicating amongst their yeah, brethren and saying, "This guy gives out peanuts." And all we got to do is kill the occasional person. <laughs> <laughs> Steal the occasional <laughs> barbecue tank. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're going to get five squirrels in your steps going, yeah, Sean sent us. <laughs> How long have you been working from home? Oh, over a month now. Over a month. So I you filled have, You up. have those squirrels almost perfectly trained then. Yeah. So have you, are they eating out of your hand yet? No, uh, they come up to about eight feet away. Uh, they'll, they'll come up yeah. to the steps, that sort of stuff. So you need to work on them then. Yeah, well, and then there's all the birds too. They, they're actually mm -hmm. comfortable with me sitting on the porch while they're at the bird feeders now. <laughs> so you're yeah. like, uh, you're like Snow White with all the animals that come in and I think it's Snow White cartoon where all the ki uh, all the animals sing and, and uh, come up to her. You're I like think Snow that's White. Snow White and Cinderella or something like that. <laughs> I prefer to think of it as Alomings, Mutual of Omaha. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Jim. Jim is going to go pet that tiger. <laughs> oh my God. Jim lost an arm. So you're working from home. I'm still working from work. Yeah. No, I yeah. filled up my truck because I went, I've, I, I'm not even doing like Timmy's runs or anything. Right. But, um, I decided this week I was going to do a Timmy's run. I jumped in my truck. I filled up on March 22nd. Oh Yeah. And I'm still almost half a tank. That's <laughs> how <laughs> dedicated I've been to staying in my basement. <laughs> so I, I'm not driving much. I only drive to work. It's like a seven or eight minute drive. So yep. the only gas I'm saving is the fact that I'm not driving to your house once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Siobhan comes home today and she says, hey, does your, does your car need gas? I said, no. She goes, oh, shoot. Gas is 65 cents a liter. It's like, what? Where? <laughs> and what did I say to you the other day about uh, about price of gas? It's like uh, cheap gas for people who can't leave home is oh, like uh, a, bald a bald guy, guy winning, winning a, comb. a comb. Yeah. Yeah. But a bald guy with a comb, with a beard, needs a comb, my friend. Yes, this is true. <laughs> I suppose you still comb In your beard. In your face. <laughs> you can't insult me, buddy. Because... <laughs> Oh. But it is, it's it's just a sign of the times. Right? Yeah. It's uh, like super cheap gas, but you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, well, that, that, was that last weekend we came to your house? Or two weekends? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, dropped that stuff off. That was, I did that because the truck needed to run. Otherwise, those cheese <laughs> balls would still, still be sitting here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you don't run it for a while and it does start to sound yeah. pretty rough, but. So it was, it was oh, the day that you were there. So everybody, Sean and his wife, came to visit us, and they stood at the bottom of our driveway, and we yelled at each other across our yard. And then, Sean, after you left, uh, a bunch of my buddies came by on motorbikes, and they all parked at you know, separate areas of my driveway or on the road, and we chatted, yelled at each other across my yard. And, and uh, so it's uh, this public social separation thing. So it's uh, it's it was it's weird because I'm for me this works for me because I'm I kind of hate people and I don't like being out in public and doing stuff so this uh, this fits right into my wheelhouse it's like hey <laughs> I I'm not allowed to go outside that's awesome because I don't want to <laughs> I'm an introvert I am totally an introvert yeah. I am I am I am happier than a, a pig in poop. Really? Although I would like to do a solo camping trip. I want to get out there and like the second I get a chance, I'm going to go on a solo trip. I'm going to go, um, oh, um, th that place we talked about last week. Frontenac Arch. 
front neck arch. Biosphere. So as soon as I'm allowed to go camping, as soon as the campground's open, I am going to uh, head off that way and do a nice long solo trip and and be away from people and enjoy myself. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, John Van Berger is doing that right now. He's off camping, enjoying himself oh, down so in awesome. Wisconsin. So speaking of which, so I think it was Alberta. They announced that uh, they are going to start opening up parks and campgrounds, but they're limiting it to 50% capacity. So you, they're only allowing people to camp in every second campsite in the campground. So mm -hmm. if there is, so you're going to have an empty campsite between campers. So that, and that's, I think they announced that today or something. Hmm. So it's uh, it's just one of those things. Every province is going to do their own thing, but it makes sense, right? So it makes me wonder, uh, all the people who had reservations at campgrounds, like I've got a reservation in August at McGregor, and I'm wondering, am I going to be the guy that gets canceled on and my neighbors at the campground are going to keep their sites or, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens because it does make sense to lighten the load on the campground, keep people apart. You're not going to be adjacent to people, and so like eventually the parks are going to have to start reopening. And and I don't know it's I've heard a lot of people go, oh no, let the parks stay closed for a year. It'll what, let them recover. So what's like, your no. site number? Um, even or, or three forty? You're canceled. <laughs> Oh, no, 315. Oh, That's you're on. You're good. Because you know what they're going to do? Number one gets to go. We'll cancel number two. Number three gets to, Don't gets to go. Don't cancel number two. I need number two. He needs number Damn. two. <laughs> uh, no. Number three gets to go. So they're going to, all the even yeah. number, like all the odd number was, because one is an odd number. So it they're going to put somebody at the first campsite. They're not going to put somebody at campsite number two. No, wait, because some campsites, it's the odds are all on one side of the street. You're right. And right? evens are on the other. So one, so it's two. it's going to be hit and miss. And three, four will be canceled. Mm-hmm. Five, six will be there. Seven, eight will be canceled. Nine. So start doing those all the way up to your number. Let me know. <laughs> I'm going as far as 10, buddy. That's as far as I'm going. So yeah, if you do it that way, if it's, if it's you know... Um, yeah, you, yeah, I, but yeah, I think you'll be canceled just cause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call them up. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel Derek. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to, they're going to have to, uh, really figure it's out what they're be doing. Us, yeah. But I'm just waiting to see what happens. I'm not, you, you can conjecture and everything till till forever. And yeah. all anybody doing is stressing themselves out. And you know what? I, uh, I, I'm one moving trip away from living in my parents' basement watching Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Sad thing is I know some people that live in their parents' basement and watch Star Trek. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I've got other things I'm keeping my mind occupied with, whether, trying to predict whether I'm going camping in August. You know? Yeah, I know. And now I just you, found my site number is 94. Oh, you're canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Everybody's, they're, they're getting themselves really stressed out about it. You know, especially now, oh, are we going to be able to go and 
May 31st. Can we, you know what? Just wait and see. Wait and yeah, see. Yeah, you know what? Don't stress it, yourself it's, out. It's, exactly. It's nothing to get worked up about. It's going to happen or it's not. And, and that's one of those things I keep trying to teach my kids, right? It's mm-hmm. like, hey, don't get about upset about it. Like if you have to do a public speaking, if you have to do this, if you're, something's going to cancel on you, if you can't do a trip, yeah, just roll with it. You're going to do yep. something else. So I'm trying to teach my kids not to be stressed about stuff, right? Yeah. I was, uh, do you remember the big blackout? I do. I was at work that day. Because, you know, it was your fault. You tripped a flipper, flipped a switch or something. It wasn't my fault. You had to go I take was, a run to I the bathroom actually, and was put everything on pause. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, like as exciting as it was to be out and lose power for like three, four days. Yeah. I was at work and it's like, <gasps> what's going on? Right? I was on a buddy's boat. Uh, we were going out fishing for the day on Simcoe. Oh, so you didn't even notice. <laughs> so, well, no, but what had happened was, I guess it blew some of the switches. He, had, we can't really figure out what happened, but he had enough power to start his boat. It's one of okay. those big boats you can sleep on, right? Yeah. So it started and we got all the way out to the middle of Simcoe to do some fishing, but yeah. it wouldn't restart after that. Oh. So it did something where it was like, it was enough power left to start the batteries, but that little start drained them mm-hmm. and he was looking at me and I'm like, only one thing to do. We're going to drift means we're going to fish. <laughs> so we drifted for like the next hour and a half. Yeah. And I mean, there was a drift, so we knew we were going to hit shore. It's not like we were in an ocean. We're on yeah. Lake Simcoe. I mean, it's a big lake, but, and mm-hmm. we ended up drifting for like an hour and a half and we ended up at this dude's dock and he told us what had happened. <laughs> So he oh. managed to call the marina. They came out and jump started, and um, that's all it required was a was a jump start. Oh, okay. And that's when we found out everything that had happened. And but yeah, you know what? There's no sense stressing about it. No. Why no, are you, you just roll with it? Yeah, it's not like there's a hole in the boat, or you yeah. know, it's not like we don't have food. It's not like we're going out to sea. Or, exactly. You know, yeah, we're fishing and drifting. And he's looking at me like, <laughs> oh my God, dude. Like, I said, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to sit here and throw a temper tantrum because we can't start the boat? Want me to get out and start swimming? Like, yeah. yeah. No, it's a day off. I'm fishing. I don't care. Yeah. So you got, you got to, you got to take the good with the bad and just try not to stretch yourself out about yeah. it. You know, and that's what this, you know, as much I as I want to be a out lesson there. That, I think that's a lesson that everybody can learn. It's like, you know what, there's going to be some weird crap happen in everybody's lives. And with COVID-19 and, and all this, you know, this worldwide unprecedented pandemic, it's like, you know what, it's, you got to kind of roll with it and, and not get too stressed. Because if you're getting stressed, you're not, if you're scared, if you're stressed, if you're concerned about crap, then you're not enjoying life. You yeah. know what, it's uh, make some jokes, enjoy yourself, make sure you're protected, make sure your family's protected, but still have fun. You got to still have fun. It's it's part of life. You can't go through life being scared of life. No, you're not living. You're not living if that's what you're doing. No, you got to go with it, man. And that's what we're yeah. that's what we're doing here. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of what we're doing here, oh uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We're supposed to be doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, before we get back to that, um, we got a. My wife got an email the other day. Is as we say, she's a ICU nurse and she's dealing with the um, the sickest of the sick COVID patients, right? So she's like in ICU and dealing with the ones that are, are passing away and everything. It's it's stressful around here some days. It and would be. Yeah, it would be very stressful. Tears flow at the drop of the hat some days and, yeah. you know, um, as, as to be expected. But uh, one of her friends 
put her name into this contest that says, you know, if you know somebody's frontline worker, that sort of thing, enter their name here. And it's, it's one of those, um, it's called Eat Savage. And basically, I think it's like one of those, you were, what you're talking about, the Always Fresh or something place that you order from? Yep. Yeah, HelloFresh. HelloFresh. And they, yeah. I guess you'll order food from them and they'll, oh, this is what you want to make? Oh, here's all the ingredients sort of thing. Um, but yeah, she won a, uh, put, put her name in and her name was drawn and they dropped off this big bag of veggies and fruits and stuff awesome. at her doorstep the other day. So that was pretty cool. What was the name of the company? Uh, Savage Eats. Savage Eats. Yeah. So it's one of those, uh, is there's, what is it? Uber, it's, uh, HelloFresh is the one that we use. Yeah. So this would be Savage Eats. There's all, it's very popular right now. And mm -hmm. for one, uh, it, what me and Siobhan have kind of agreed to is the fact that, uh, if we do a, one of those meal programs where they deliver stuff, then it's that, that fewer times that you'll have to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Right? So like with, with us, we've, uh, we're used to HelloFresh. We, be, we did it um, last fall for about four months and now we're going to, we're going to start it up again just because uh, I'm getting sick and tired of uh, dealing with the, uh, the idiots at the grocery store who don't know what they're, that, what proper public etiquette is, right? We need to start <laughs> one of those HelloFresh places for like canoe trips. <laughs> At, on the big on the big lakes okay yeah you, you have a houseboat oh and people can just paddle up to your houseboat and go you know what we're in the mood for like steaks and whatnot tonight all righty so you pawn them off some steak they go back to their site and they cook up steaks that's a fantastic idea isn't it i also had the same idea with a, like a tim hortons on a houseboat and the fishermen <laughs> on saturday mornings pull up get their timmies and get back to fishing and motor on yeah 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 that's that, ne that never happened idea. It's a, it's a it's a water drive through Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so while I'm sitting here wasting my time looking for things to do, <laughs> um, I've actually gotten as as you know I broke the internet there, and apparently now it's fixed. Have you been watching YouTube videos? I have not actually really? been like i i i, I kind of get in the last couple of weeks i've been sidetracked by uh by dash cam videos oh. so now the only thing that pops up on my youtube now is dash cam videos and from russia uh, like Stephen colbert and trevor noah and whatever so i i watch the late night stuff on youtube and and dash cam videos so i see a lot of bad russian drivers yes yes <laughs> you ever see any of the fights Especially uh, yes, with motorcycles, road rage stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. I stopped watching that ages ago because yeah. it just it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, you I, have some YouTube series that I should change over to 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 fix up my timeline of what my suggested videos are. I have YouTube series because while I'm sitting here during the day, I've got my big, I've got my regular computer that I'm doing my work work on, right? Yeah. But I've work, got work, 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 work. My real work on the thing that pays yeah. the bills. But I've got a big monitor next to me that's like a small TV. So I'll put up YouTube videos, just more for noise and stuff like that and, and movement. Yeah, so I do that too. It mimics people walking by my office, but they're in <laughs> but they're in canoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some movement down here. Um, so there's a few of them I've been watching lately. Uh, a couple of them 
Uh, Whiskey Fireside Chats by that Kevin Callan fella. I've seen him. Like, he's been prolific lately with all of his Whiskey Fireside Chats. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I feel a little bit guilty because I haven't seen... I see them pop up. I see him post them. And I'm just... I'm too busy with work lately. I like I I've I I haven't been watching his whiskey fireside chats, but some of them look so amazingly interesting. But he's it's got, Kevin he's, Callan. He's, he's been getting some amazing guests on for his whiskey fireside chats. Yeah, Kevin Callan, aka the Happy Camper. His YouTube YouTube channel is KC Happy Camper. So if you haven't checked, and I don't know who hasn't checked him out, go yeah, to KC Happy Camper. Uh, and check check out his. Uh... Well, anybody listening to the pod, this podcast, if anybody's listening to us right now, and you haven't listened to Kevin Callan, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Fireside Chat, oh wait, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I've seen I've seen about thirty or forty of his Whiskey Fireside Chats, but he's up to like. Did he not just do like 69 oh, or 68 or 70 or something? 72, he's, 73, 75, yeah, 642. Apparently, yeah, since Kevin Callan is not out paddling and he's not he's, teaching and he's not out so with he's, the with the uh, kids at risk, um, yes. apparently he's got nothing better to do than get on Zoom all day and talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> apparently that's all he's got to do. Yeah. So he's been doing it. Uh, Frank Wolf, Becky Mason, Hap Wilson, yes. Ray Goodwind. Speaking uh, of Frank Wolf, yeah. Siobhan's reading uh, lines on a map. Really? Because it's yeah, not so like you'd be she's reading She's going it. to brief me. When she's done reading the book, she's going to brief me and give me a synopsis so that I can speak intelligently about the book. Maybe I should just have her on. <laughs> I, I said Filling that in for Derek Special this evening said, is his wife, Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan should sub in for me on this podcast. <laughs> I'm Sean Rowley, and with reads. me is Siobhan. Because <laughs> Derek doesn't know how to read. <laughs> yeah, it's it should be, uh, it should be, uh, I don't even know what my segment was supposed to be. Tag book team. Book club with yeah. Derek's best. <laughs> yeah, Siobhan's book Siobhan's club. Siobhan's book club. Yeah, Derek's wife book club. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Derek's book club. Yeah, starring she, his wife. She said the uh, she said the book's really good. Frank Wool's yeah. book is really really good. She's enjoying it. Yeah, good. Yeah, it, it was a good book. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea personally. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what color it is? Yes, book it's color great with lines. It's like <laughs> it's, a, it's like a map. It's, it's like a topographic map. I've seen the cover. I just don't know what the inside pages look like. Oh yeah, they're they're all purple. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. They Tell me I'm wrong. Purple. They're white with black lettering. <laughs> How do you sure. know? You've never seen. <laughs> I know what books look like. I've read them before. Have you read this book? No. I so you don't know. <laughs> You're picking on me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> back, back to Kevin's page. Yes. Uh, oh, yes, yes Frank not. Wolf, Becky Mason, Hap Wilson, Ray Goodwin, uh, Paul Kirtley, Brad Jennings, James Raffin. Uh, the Northern Scavengers, Jerry oh, Van, yes. Jerry Vandiver, that fella was on too. Yes. I think we know him. Uh, Patrick Kelly of Kelly Kettles. I've seen some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. And I Dave, watched his videos. Dave Hadfield. Yes. Not. Uh, so Hadfield was on, uh, Kevin Callan had, uh, him on a whiskey fireside chat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. So I saw the title. I didn't watch the video. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, he's he's these are, these were all people that he's now add lately. Yeah. On his fireside chat. Yeah, so it's amazing. So yeah, if you're looking, if you want want some nice uh, interview style uh, um, YouTube videos, check out uh, the whiskey fireside chats with on Kevin Callen, the KC KC Happy Camper page. Uh, another one because I was going. I well. I'm, I should actually, I'm doing these. I got these listed backwards. Uh, I should go with the first one. The Northern Scavengers, Noah Booth, Alex Trainer, And I noticed I spelled Alex with an extra A in there. So, you know, what are you drinking? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm perusing uh, Christina Nygarth's uh, beers. So Fickle Mistress, how's that one? Have you tried that one? Yeah, that one's good. And there's, yeah. the, I have two left. There's Fancy. And Fickle Mistress. Go with the Fickle Mistress. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Thanks, Christina. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Christina. For for some reason, last week I swore it was Christina. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Noah Booth and Alex Trainer are the Northern Scavengers. Their YouTube channel is Northern Scavenger. So if you just go to YouTube and you Google that up there, uh, they just are releasing. Boreal to Barren Lands, Crossing Labrador. So they're doing that in sections. Yes, nine, on episode nine now? Yeah, I've, I've watched yeah. all nine. 670 kilometers through Labrador's interior to cross three ecosystems, two heights of land, and one entire province in 35 days. That's an amazing crossing. Mm-hmm. And so to think about that crossing, like, so people haven't done th- that kind of crossing, that kind of trip, that kind of endeavor in like 80, 100 years. Like, people don't do these kinds of trips anymore. No, it's very no. rare. And these boys took it on and they did it well. And so I, we both saw them. Were you there for their talk at the uh, Toronto Outdoor Show? Uh, I, sat in, no, I sat in on their talk. I, I was in on that. And yeah. uh, so it was, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's an amazing trip. It's an amazing route. It's hard. It's uh it's a tough, tough route. Like you're talking, crossing what, three heights of land? Two. You're, two heights of land. Yeah. And there's like gigantic portages. And mm-hmm. it, it was a, it, it's a very serious trip. Right, it's so they're sponsored by uh, Canadian Geographic, and mm-hmm. uh, and they they really pulled one off. It's like it's an amazing trip. Yeah. So July twelfth, two thousand nineteen, Noah Booth, Alex Trainer, Dave Green, and Chris Giard, I think that's how he says it, Giard, embarked on a thirty-five day canoe expedition where they paddled, portage, and tracked their canoe seven hundred kilometers uh, from the Manihek hydro dam to the coastal village of Nain, Labrador's northernmost permanent settlement. Route was designed to traverse Labrador in its entirety, and they traveled through three major ecosystems and crossed two heights of land. So yeah, they're on part nine now. Um, Uh Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I've watched all nine parts, and it's pretty interesting. A couple things have happened uh, um, that I'm not going to say. I don't want to ruin it for people watching. Um, but it definitely makes things a bit harder when you're doing a trip like that. So, uh, check them out again. Northern scavenger is their YouTube channel, uh, boreal to boron barren lands 
Crossing Labrador is the nine. They've got other videos up there as well, but that's their latest one that if you want to, if you're looking to watch something and they're like 45 minutes, I do believe each. So nine times 45 minutes. That'll, you know, if you're looking to binge watch something. Uh, Yeah. So they also have a documentary out, which I haven't seen yet, but, uh, so they've been, they've been playing, they, I think, They've played it at a few places. So one of them is uh, one of the Nova Sc- Northern Scavengers are in Nova Scotia, and one is here in, in uh, Ontario. And so they they uh, played the documentary at both locations. They had a grand opening or whatever you want to call it. And mm-hmm. So it's uh, it was received very well. They did a really good job on it. Both of them are really good uh, videographers. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking. For, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see the documentary on it. Well, you need to start watching these YouTube channels. Yes. Well, I, I, yeah, I got to do that too. Yeah. 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 Just, you're just like reading a book. I you can't even I watch work, a YouTube channel properly. I work too much. Oh, I work too much. Six so do I. In the morning. I got home at like six o'clock tonight. I was in work for 12 hours. Wah, and that's wah, a typical wah, day for me. I know. Wah, it's, wah, 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 hey, wah, wah, I'm feeding the province with electricity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after the Northern Scavengers, uh, somebody said, have you listened or have you watched Justin Barber? Oh, yes, yes, and yes, you yes. you talked about Justin because he did a trip and wrote a book. Um, yes. Which you bought two of. And how did those <laughs> books go down? And so for, I, uh, for my I, readers I, about the books. I bought two books. It's called Man and Dog. He, uh, he crossed Newfoundland. And so, he, and he wrote a book on his crossing, and and uh, he also did a like a video series on it. But uh, I, I bought two of the books. One, I, one was for me, and one was either going to go to you or uh, Mike Burns. And I've lost both books. I don't know where they are. They're in the house here somewhere. Well, Mike doesn't have one, and <laughs> so I don't have one. So, so yes. Yeah, so you were supposed to get one. You were Mike. Were supposed to get one of the books for Christmas, and and somehow I misplaced them and. <laughs> Man and Dog Through the Newfoundland Wilderness Yes So yeah he wrote yeah. that book That was a, a trip that he did in 2017 Yes Yeah, uh, yeah It was it, It's one of his first So He's He's uh, He's fascinating to watch I've watched a bunch of his videos mm-hmm. And uh, I think what's most interesting is that He, he doesn't really when he he's recording and when he's you know pointing the camera at his face, he's he's not really focusing on what he's done to himself that day. So like he's got uh, he's lost a couple teeth. He was he was uh, he was almost drafted. Was he drafted or not drafted? He anyways he played very high level in hockey, and he thought he might get drafted, but it didn't happen. He ended up being becoming a teacher, and um, but. Because he played hockey, he lost a couple teeth. So when you see his videos, occasionally you'll see him where he forgets to put his teeth back in, and you just see this like this like half like a half a mouth of teeth. And it's like, dude, <laughs> I think he's missing two top teeth. Because the first time, when the, one of the first videos I saw, he uh, he was recording. I thought, oh. He's lost a couple of teeth. Did he like fall down on a portage? Like what happened? But no, he just forgot to put his uh, his fake teeth back in. <laughs> well, I think this one here. I don't think he's worn them yet. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. A new one. So so I'm watching his channel now. Justin and his so, dog Saku. They're doing Labrador now. They're doing lab. Well, they did Labrador. 
So that's oh. what's out now. Four yeah. parts so far. Now, it's just him. His his YouTube channel is Justin Barber. B-A-R-B-O-U-R. Yeah. So that's that's his YouTube channel. And he's born and raised in Newfoundland. Well, I thought the Northern Scavenger Crossing Labrador trip was big, right? 700 oh, kilometers, 35-day canoe trip. Three days. 83 days, 1,700 kilometers. Just Holy him cow. and his dog. Wilderness canoe oh. expedition across the Labrador Peninsula. So Labrador Sea to the Hudson's Bay. Hmm. So it's been four parts so far. I can imagine you do a lot of talking to your dog, but after 83 days, you might start thinking your dog is talking to you. Oh, even the dog's probably going, oh, shut up. <laughs> dude, give me a break. Oh. I just want to sleep. He's looking at the bear going, kill me now. This dude won't shut it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I, I watch, I watch this and I've seen a bit of the little clips of, of uh, some of the episodes coming up. Yep. Um, and he's doing, and this is one of the thing I, I can't figure out. He's doing this at the end of August. Really? Yeah. Why would you not start this in July? I don't know if he said well, I just totally missed that part or something, but I'm thinking, why would you not I do what it? The uh, mosquito load would be in late summer. Because the thing is, is when in August in Labrador, winter starts coming on in late September. So if you're in August, September, like I would think that the mosquito load is reducing. And you, but you're also approaching it into early winter because Labrador winter comes way early. Well, one of the clips that I saw shows some snow. There you go. And that's got to be, if he's doing this end of August into September, early September. Yeah. yeah. So why would you not start in July? I would well, rather have the bugs would... and the warmer weather than the ice and snow. Yeah, I suppose, because you can wear, like, nets, and you can yeah. have a bug tent, and, a, like, a small portable bug tent and stuff like that. But uh, I, I uh, the only thing I could think of is, uh, so he is a, I believe he's a teacher, mm -hmm. currently. Uh, he teaches some outdoor ed stuff and whatnot. But he, um, yeah, it's... Uh, school would be done at the end of June. Yeah, school would be done at the end of June. So why August? Why yeah. would he start so late? If anything, start halfway through July. Anyway, yeah. So it's yeah. it is it, it's like I say. I thought the thirty-five days, seven hundred kilometers with four of them was pretty cool. Eighty-three days, seventeen hundred kilometers with nobody with but his dog. Nobody but to. your dog. <laughs> a lot, yeah. And there's chance of seeing a lot of black bears and and stuff. So. You know he's got his uh, he's got his rifle with him and he's got his fishing rod with him and yeah you'll definitely want to watch this one that's for sure. So do they? Have, what kind of animal wild animals do you have in Labrador? Is there there'd black be black bears. bears? I don't think there'd be grizzly bears. No, but it's too far east. Yeah, but in depending on how far north in Labrador you are, you could have high potential of 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 uh, polar bears. I think if you were on the coast. So I think the risk you'd have would be like wolves, black bears, maybe. black bears, and moose. wolves, moose. Get but, you. but I'm thinking that like why you'd need a, a a rifle or something. Oh, he had the rifle. Yeah, to scare right? off the bears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, so that's 
But I mean, Jim Baird does the exact was doing the exact same thing. Takes his yes. rifle yeah. with him just so for noise Jim has and a fold. I I remember reading about Jim's gun. He's got a it's a folding compact. I think it's a, is it a twenty two or is it a something bigger? But yeah, I remember Jim talked about his uh, his his uh, camping. I think it would be uh, bigger than a twenty two because a twenty two I don't think is going to do much to an animal. Wouldn't a, do much. Bear. It wouldn't do much. Piss him yeah. off. It would just <laughs> irritate the bear. Dude, it's what like, are you doing, eh? I'm eating blueberries here. What's going on here? I'm eating some blueberries <laughs> here, and you're shooting me? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah I, can't, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the caliber of, of his uh, compact rifle that Jim yeah. Baird has. Um, yeah, so uh, definitely check out Justin Barber again. Uh, B-A-R-B-O-U-R. Justin Barber. That's his YouTube channel. Uh, he, again, he's got a lot of different videos there, but check this one out for sure. The Labrador Peninsula. Uh, that one's pretty cool. Uh, again, Northern Scavengers. After that, I got into Paul Kirtley. Now, Kevin Callan talks about Paul Kirtley. Paul is, I mean, he's from the UK. He's more into the bushcraft stuff. Okay. Um, but I got into his, his, his YouTube channel is Paul Kirtley. K-I-R-T-L-E-Y. Paul Kirtley. He's got, uh, he's putting out parts right now. The Barrens River Solo. The Barrens River, it follows the Barrens River from Family Lake on the northern Manitoba, Ontario border. So when I went to Woodland Caribou, if you cross the border into Manitoba, yeah, it's up there. Okay. He actually went to uh, Red Lake and caught the float plane to Family Lake, which is about 100 kilometers from Red, uh, Red Lake. Yeah. Um, and he paddles the Barrens River, all the way to Lake Winnipeg. Huh. 170 kilometer trip, 12 days. Rugged terrain. Yeah. Lots of waterfalls and rapids. Um, he shows a lot, or show, he shows some of his bushcraft skills that you, you got to think he's using all the time to make fires and stuff like that. Um, you know, here's, here's an easy way to make fire with matches, with a lighter, with just flint and steel. You know, he's not giving instructions on how to do it. He's just doing it sort of oh, thing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. And he, he talks to the camera more than most of these other guys do. Uh, but showing, you know, here's where I'm going. And he shows the map a lot saying here's where I'm, and it sounds like he's following one of, um, Hap Wilson's books. Okay. Right. Because he's saying, yeah, Hap says there's a, there's a site here. There's a site here. There's a class four rapid here. But again, he's, it sounds like he's going later in the year when he did this trip. So the water levels were low. Oh, okay. Um, and the one thing, I don't know if it's just the way I'm interpreting it, but it's almost like he goes, well, he said this was a, you know, a class three and you can look and it's like, maybe if you're lucky a class one, well, yeah, there's no water this time of year. Um, but he's sort of picking things apart like that. There's a couple of other things, you know, the, the sites aren't as great as, as they should be and, and whatnot. But, um, watching him put up his tent and make the fire and, and the, all the, the, the waterfalls and rapids and stuff he's portaging around and stuff. Really cool scenery. Really nice. And so it'd be good for people living who want to live vicariously through other people's camping trips. Yeah. Because we can't go out. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, so I've watched three of, I think he's got four episodes out right now. Uh, but okay. it's, it's like he's only putting one out a month. 
So yeah, yeah so I've I've watched two. I'm on episode three right now, and um, I've, or, or maybe the fourth one actually gets them to Lake Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it was, it's only been, it's not been out long. Uh, so yeah, if you're looking for something a bit different, but he has a lot of, if you're into the bushcrafting stuff, uh, Paul Kirtley, you'll definitely yeah. want to check out his YouTube channel. Cause he's got a lot of, that's what he's known for, right? Yeah. Is his bushcraft and stuff like that. So yeah, you definitely want to check out his YouTube channel. Cause you'll get a lot of camping trips and uh, tips and you know, like, Oh, here's, here's a good way to make a fire, or, you know, on in a rain sort of deal. You know, he's got a lot of uh, uh, different videos to to pick through. Yeah, and again, it was Kevin Callan that it, he's talked about him many times. Say, yeah, check check out Paul, check out Paul. So uh, yeah, I did, and I, I got into this Barren Rivers trip. So Paul yeah. Kirtley, uh, check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one, Canoe Hound, uh, Dennis Rogers, the Canoe Hounds Outdoor Adventure Show. Uh, YouTube channel is Canoe Hound Adventures. I like his channel um, partly because there was these two podcasters he had on guests one day, uh, and they were just awesome people to have on his show. Um, <laughs> but I could be biased. I, I like Dennis Rogers' show, Canoe Hound Outdoor Adventure Show. I like it because it covers canoeing, kayaking, camping, bushcrafting, survival skills, mountain biking, hiking, fishing, boating, outdoor cooking, outdoor gear, product reviews. He covers a whole lot of stuff. So there's stuff there for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's every Tuesday evening. Um, he live streams his show from the his YouTube channel. So, and what I like about his channel is he sort of divides the show into two halves. The first half of the show, he'll have his guest. So him and his guest will talk for an hour, right? The second half, he'll have his guest there, but he has other people. Hey, if you want to join in. Yeah, people, and and I've done that. I've dropped in and and you've dropped in a few times. So it's it's really interesting because it's a, so it's a live stream YouTube and people, it's like, Almost like you're on a Zoom chat or a or a multi-person uh, Skype chat or whatever. Yeah. So it's it makes it very very interesting, and uh, you often see Kevin Callan pop in and other people pop yeah, in. It's Pine like Martin's super a big interesting. One. Yeah, Pine yeah. Martin, yeah. Camper Christina pops in often. Yeah, Mike so Marcus it, Mark in the Park drops in once in a yeah. while. Yeah, um, so it's it's very interesting. It's like this: you're watching YouTube, and you see all these people kind of chatting and slamming each other, and making jokes and having fun and whatever. It's 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 very interesting. The uh, Canoe Hound Adventures. Mm-hmm. Well, especially now when you're sitting there all day, and you know a lot of people are sitting at home and whatnot, can't do anything. Yeah. So to have two hours taken up of your Tuesday night, you know, yeah. like I say, the first hours, you know, with a guest, and and you can in the there's a side chat bar. So you can type in questions and if your friends are online, you can have a little chit chats and people are saying, Hey, how you doing? And stuff like that. There's a whole chat going on the side while the main video is going on as well. But he'll put out some of the questions saying, Hey, such and such has got a question here and you can see them post the question for, for the guest sort of thing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he's Mm -hmm. had, like you say, Kevin Callan, Joe Robinette, Chris Prouse, Bill Swift of Swift Canoes and Kayaks, Ingo Hetzer of KHD. Uh, Kid Stoves, uh, yep. and like I say, a couple of awesome podcasters from Paddling Adventures Radio were on there too. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Camper Christina was on there, and 
Uh, and one big thing he's done recently, which I, I think everybody appreciates, uh, anybody who participated in it, was the uh, the Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Yep, the Ontario so Backcountry Canoe Symposium. Because they couldn't hold it in Kitchener-Waterloo this year because of COVID-19. So he hosted it online two weeks after the normal date would have been. Yep. And uh, I think it was a fantastic success. And and he's, uh, he's really slick in how he's really good at doing the uh, do, do, he did the presentations and and people popping up on and off screen so it's it was very professional and he did a really good job of it it's mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of appreciated that he was able to step up to the plate and help out David Bain and uh, Matt Olson with their uh, with the canoe symposium it was it turned out really good so yeah uh, he's he's definitely gotten the the hang of this uh Mm -hmm. live stream thing so so yes. yeah check out canoe hounds outdoor adventure show on the youtube channel canoe hound adventures uh watch dennis as he does his uh, show every tuesday night it's pretty cool um and the last one and i've been watching this big tall red-headed goofy looking fella <laughs> for <laughs> for quite a while now uh He's jim awesome, isn't baird he? jim baird dash adventurer is his YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, I even watched some of the old stuff that he done, he's done and whatnot. And, uh, you know, he, he does a whole lot of stuff. But the thing that I've gotten, I just finished watching, was his eight-episode series of his trip starting in September 2019. 14 days solo paddling the, in the Yukon wilderness. So, yeah, all up there by himself. Uh, he paddled the Hess River and the Stewart River in the Yukon. Um, yeah, it, I watched some of those and I'm thinking, oh, dude, just no way, no way. So it, it amazes me, like he's got, he's got a really amazing skill level. He's, so he's going out and doing these things. The trips that he's doing, I wouldn't do it with less than four people. And he's doing it solo. Yeah. Like he's, his skill level is like, well, he won alone. Him and his brother won alone, and and uh, he's 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 a really he's an amazing adventurer. He's a he's a very skilled bushcrafter and backcountry camper and and tripper, and he puts together some amazing videos. It's uh, I just and we've we've interviewed him, and I've chatted with him personally multiple times. He's so down to earth and personable and he's just he's there's nothing fake about this guy he's just a genuine honest goodness lovable person right so it's uh yeah it's i, I love watching his videos he's he's one of the few guys that i do keep going back to and watching right so it's he's, uh he's what like nine feet tall <laughs> I think he's about 10. I Nine, think he's 10 feet tall. 10 feet tall, well, really flaming red how, hair. Yeah. So <laughs> if he lets his hair grow, he goes about a foot taller than normal. Yeah. And it's just, the, just this big, gigantic, puffy head of red hair. <laughs> so picture this 10 foot tall, flaming redheaded guy walking <laughs> towards you. And yeah. you walk by and totally miss him. <laughs> I, I did that two years ago at the Toronto Outdoor Adventure Show. Yeah. I walked right by him, didn't even, I just totally out, out to lunch at that point. Uh, yeah, I, how do you I, miss that guy? I don't know. And then he's just like, Sean. And I look over and I'm like, look up, look way look up. Way <laughs> Jim, didn't see you there. And he just looks like jolly at me. red giant. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that, oh, Jim, didn't see you there. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I'm thinking, how? 
How did you not see him there? I know, He's right? He's inside of a house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Jim's got his, I mean, he does a lot of serious adventure videos from winter treks in the Arctic to whitewater paddling yeah. trips in the Yukon and a lot of fishing and survival and bushcraft skills as well. So he's another one that, you know, he, he's, he's has a lot of little videos out there. Hey, you want to smoke fish over a, a fire, fire when yeah, you're out and he, that sort of stuff. He does stuff, it right? all. He, uh, yeah. he does, uh, he does so many different things, so many unique things and, <laughs> and it's just like he he learns and then spreads that knowledge. He like I've learned so much from him. I, I am I'm sure I could survive the zombie apocalypse just from watching all of his videos. Well, yeah, I'd probably hang out with him at the zombie apocalypse too. <laughs> <laughs> That'll definitely up your chances. So yeah, so he put up this eight episode series of the trip starting back in two thousand in September two thousand nineteen. So I watched all the eight uh, episodes. Recently, he's uploaded the full four hours and 21 minute full documentary of oh, the whole I that. trip. That's just I've recent. I've seen the other like, stuff, but I've, I've missed the four. Yeah. I've missed the documentary up- uploaded. I didn't yeah, know that, that. that. That's just recent. Uh, so Did you he, can sit is that down. on YouTube? Yep. That's on his YouTube oh. channel, Jim Baird Adventurer. And yeah, you can sit down for four hours and 21 minutes and I think 15 <laughs> seconds or something like that. And that's time well spent. And watch this full episode of him going down the Hess River and the, and the Stewart River in the Yukon. So if you got four hours and 21 minutes, you're looking for something to do during the day. Yeah, Netflix chill type thing. Hit the YouTube channel, Jim Baird. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. There's some, there's some, there's some portages that I'm just like, I'd be looking at that going, oh, you know, uh, I think today's <laughs> the rest day. <laughs> yes, I know, right? Hey, look at this he spot. Just, yeah, something says rest day. He's a machine. Yeah, this yeah. guy just keeps going. Yeah, so that's pretty. That's pretty cool. So those are the YouTube channels I've been watching lately. So that's what um, the Whiskey Fireside Chats with uh, Kevin Callan on KC Happy Camper, Justin Barber on his YouTube channel, Justin Barber, Northern Scavengers, Noah Booth, Alex Trainer. Uh, look at their crossing Labrador one on Northern Scavenger YouTube channel. Paul Kirtley on the Paul Kirtley YouTube channel talking about the Barrens River in Manitoba. Dennis Rogers on the Canoe Hound Adventures YouTube channel. And our buddy Jim Baird Adventurer on the Jim Baird Adventurer YouTube channel. So check those guys out when you got some time. And uh, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed at all in, in any way. of the videos. Yeah, you'd be very pleased with these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and while I was busy unbreaking the internet. <laughs> Did you find the end of it? I found the end of the internet and it reset me right back at the beginning. Um, I am now using Netscape 3.1 on my Windows 3.1 computer. <laughs> I got my 300 baud modem hooked up here. <laughs> All ready to go. <laughs> it set you me that far that back. Stuff. Ah, that's where I started. A decade or more ago. (laughs) A decade? That's like 30 years ago now, I think. 25 years? Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, about early 90s. Yeah. I remember Netscape. You had to put it on a little disc and and put it on your 20 meg hard drive. (laughs) I mean, 20 meg hard drive. For all you kids out there. <laughs> What's a mag? Twenty mag? What are you gonna? And it was the size of a brick. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, Netscape. I remember when Netscape came out for the first time and you had to start oh, typing yeah. in this www thing and oh my god pictures there's pictures because yeah. <laughs> you know we're coming from the bolton board services and everything's typing all back in the yeah. day back when nobody yeah. even knew what a gigabyte of memory was yeah had to walk uphill both ways in the snow to school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah saturdays we'd watch cartoons on tv saturday mornings eating our cereal <laughs> do kids even watch cartoons Saturday mornings anymore? Do they have cartoons? Because half of it's this No, no, because it's, they can watch it every day of the week on Netflix. So Saturday, mm. it used to be Saturday morning was the only time, pretty much the only time during the week you could find cartoons. Yeah. But now, like, my kids are, like, on Netflix all the time, right? So, wow. No, yeah, There's knows. no more Saturday morning cartoons. I love Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, and all that stuff. Do you know Bugs Bunny was the most violent TV show on TV back in the day? It's super violent. Yeah, yeah. We didn't yeah, think about where it. I learned, I learned everything from Bugs Bunny. Fred and Wilma were the first oh, couple yes. to be shown in bed together on TV. Really? Yep. <laughs> now you know. Well, thanks for this week's episode. Because <laughs> now that you like know Wilma. stuff like that. Wilma hey, was Wilma. my favorite. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We must not even get into the Marianne and Ginger debate, shall we? There we go, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, um, while I was unbreaking the internet, <laughs> <laughs> our local epic documentary feature film, just to keep on the let's watch stuff on our computers kind of motif yes. this evening or today, yeah, so you shared that with me. I didn't ever get a chance to watch it. So you, if you, you go... sent it this afternoon. Ah, up your nose of the rubber hose. I just found <laughs> it. Um, it's a 47-minute video. So if you go to Google, type in our local epic documentary feature film. If you leave any of that out, you're going to get the two-minute 2016 trailer. Okay. So they've now released this on Vimeo. Uh, we'll post the link on our Facebook page as well at some point. Um, what does it say? Staged against the backdrop of one of North America's wildest and most remote areas is the story and history of the Box Canyon of the Clark's Fork Yellowstone River and the desperate battle to protect it. Steeped in the lore of Chief Joseph's escape from pursuing cavalry, cav cavalry Always have problems with that word. <laughs> the place was believed to be impassable. Adventurous kayakers began exploring the depths of the canyon just as a massive dam development project began to unfold, threatening the very existence of the pristine national treasure. Unlikely alliances, the intertwining of different lives, and the work of one tireless man served to stem the tide of destruction. But as Yvonne Schwinnard points out, and Yvonne Schwinnard, of course, the founder of Patagonia, as he points out, I've seen a lot of destruction in my day and not a lot of successes. Sometimes the battle to protect an area is its own reward. Uh, it's about, they talk about uh, Lamar uh, MP, um, basically took up the mantle of this and said, uh, you know what, like, he's going to go to Washington and all that and uh, ended up, uh, you know, fighting to for this area to be protected. 
Yeah. Um, the guys that are in this film though, that they, they talk about like Yvonne Schwinnard and a couple of buddies did a first descent, you know, and these guys that are, were doing these first and second descents of, of this box Canyon, um, they went on to be some pretty famous people in the kayaking industry, you know, big mm-hmm. name, big name kayakers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, basically activists and kayakers came together to save their, their local river. And now the, the Clark's Fork Yellowstone River goes through Montana, down into Wyoming, through Yellowstone National Park, and back up into Montana. So I mean, it's a big river, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, the Box Canyon is where the river enters uh, Yellowstone National Park. So this film takes you through a series of events that leads to the saving of the Clark's Fork Yellowstone River. But it's it's more, they, they talk a lot about um, these guys that first decided to start going down it and they would be going down with the, with their little kayaks, but they'd have like basically mountain climbing gear because they would have to get out and climb all these spots because they didn't know what the river was like. Yeah, so exactly. So to scout the river ahead, if you're in a box canyon, you, you can't see down river unless you climb a, a cliff wall and scout down, see, is it safe to go? Can we go hit, hit that route or whatever? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you'd end up having to be, you'd have to be a mountain climber and a kayaker to do this route. Yeah, oh, definitely. And then, you know, the guy, the, the, the I don't want to give too much away about this film because definitely something is, is really cool film to watch. Uh, they are sitting there, you know, you'd, you'd land you get out of your kayak and you'd pick up your kayak and it's filled with your camping gear and your food and your climbing gear and you'd throw it on your shoulder and you'd basically climb up a steep mountain to go <laughs> to right. go over to the past the rapids and then climb straight back down again. So uh, I've always wondered about people who do these trips because uh, the thing that really gets to me is like in a typical kayak you have a forward compartment and an aft compartment, a dry compartment to store your camping gear, your stoves, your fuel, whatever, your sleeping bag. But these guys are in a whitewater kayak, mm-hmm. and it's a single compartment. There's no dry compartment. <clears throat> so in the back, where you'd normally have your airbags for flotation, and you would have, like, your gear. Yeah. So, so instead of having a flotation airbag in in the in the aft section of your your whitewater kayak, you'd have your sleeping bag, your food, your your stove, your fuel, whatever you need to carry with you, because you don't have you're, you're not you're not backpacking. You are stuffing everything into a tiny compact whitewater kayak, and there's limited space as it is. Some of these kayaks are barely big enough to hold a person. If the person's like you know a, a six foot tall person, there's no room for gear. And so, it, it, to, for these guys to do a massive trip like this in a whitewater kayak, you're talking. You are you have to be so minimalist. Like you're talking like uh, just the, the super duper freeze dried meals and and you're you're making water on the way and you're you, it's uh, it's crazy to think how little you can actually carry on a trip like this in a whitewater kayak. Well, and They're considering tiny. they were doing this back in the nineties, 
right. You don't have some of the technical gear we have these days, yeah. right? It's uh, you, you're really limited on space, and the gear is like, like back in the day, back in that time, it's for a decent sleeping bag. You, you're you're not going to have a sleeping bag back then because there's nope. no place to pack it. You're going to have basically like a, 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 a like a space blanket or something, and that's all you're going to sleep in, right? Well, even I've I've still got a lot of my climbing gear from back in the '90s when I used to do a lot of rock climbing. And like even the ropes and the cram, like like all, all the little things rope. that you had to do, yeah, the pitons and everything, and it's heavy. Yes, you know, yeah. like, and these and guys so are having to haul this, <laughs> and you're jamming that in your in your very minimal flotation kayak. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy to think of of trying to achieve a trip like that and climb walls with all this safety gear. Yeah, I mean, light, lightweight. Lightweight carabiners and everything are only so lightweight. When you get a bunch of them, because you you got to start stringing ropes and and all that right. sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, and and you're you're ferrying the the kayaks along ropes, sort yes. of thing, like off yeah. along the side of a cliff. Yeah. You know, so and you, I mean, you've you got pulleys, you got uh, pitons, you got you got uh, you know whatever you're going to use to belay with, and it's it's <laughs> you're hoisting these kayaks up cliffs to get mm -hmm. over areas where you can't go. It's like it's amazing. It's just mind-boggling. They went uh, 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 by the end of the video. They say they went from seventeen down to like five portages. Oh, yeah. Over the years, because they figured out how to run spots, and there's some oh, pretty. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some pretty hairy things that happen. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, cause you know, you'll want to watch that. And there is one yeah, big one, one <laughs> yeah. big one that, that happened. Um, yeah, definitely not going to spoil. So check, check that out. Our local epic documentary feature film. That's the big name of it. Check that out. Type all that in. And like I say, we'll, we'll see about throwing that up on, um, our uh, Facebook page as well. Yes. The link to yeah. that. It's, it's it's pretty good. Forty seven minutes. So so <laughs> between all the YouTube videos and this movie, you guys should be um, have at least five days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should have about five days all sewn up. So this is your. So next, we're gonna we're gonna have week. people listening to our episode like five times to catch all the details. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, speaking of details and catching things, um, oh, yes. Yes, you've yes. been asking the last couple things is it okay to go go uh paddling yet so may 5th back on tuesday was an update by toronto about the covid19 what you can do what you can't do uh one of the things they There's say more that you can't do than you can do yeah uh, and this less left us uh, when we were talking about this before the show um, this, we total took a total left-hand turn, hopped a bus, took about a 20-hour <laughs> trip, <laughs> caught a plane, because that's how off this topic we went. Um, at this time, a park is not meant to be a destination. No. So, because people are saying, like, you know, the green spaces and stuff like that in Toronto. You're encouraged to get fresh air and exercise and keep moving. We are asking you not to bring picnic to the parks as it can lead to people congregating. Exactly. Well, while visiting a park, you must practice physical distancing. Under the city's physical distancing bylaw, any two people who don't live together, who fail to keep two meters of distance between them in a park or public square, can receive a $1,000 ticket. So that's each of you's. 
Yeah. So Ouch. you and yeah. So if you're in a group of five people, the city's just made five grand. <laughs> Under the province's emergency order, a social gathering or organized public event of more than five people is prohibited. Unless everyone gathered together live in the same household, this applies in parks. People can run, walk, bike in the following areas. Park and ravine green spaces, beaches, trails, boardwalks, dogs can be walked on leash. This is the part that pertains to us. And the first one, I'm just kind of like, what? People can also fish with a license, boat, canoe, and kayak. Okay, what? Mm -hmm. This is just updated on Tuesday, so a couple days back. Okay, so. But does fishing, unless you're out in a boat, if you're fishing, like I know there's a couple of spots you can fish off a boardwalk and stuff like that. Yeah. Yet you're not allowed to stop. Exactly. So how are you going to... F- <laughs> oh, my brain. So it's, it's got to be if you're in a boat. There's Because you can't so stop it, anywhere. I, I, the, the, uh, there's so many gray areas here that it's just it just leads you to think that there's so many ways that a bylaw officer or a police officer can... If you're being an idiot, so for one, don't be an idiot. Mm-hmm. But if you're being an idiot, there's so many ways that they can they can charge and fine you. It's uh, you you have to be you have to be conscious of your activities. Yes. So you can't wander through a park and say, "Hey, look, picnic table. Let's stop for a chat." No, don't do that. You got to keep moving, buddy. And uh, so it's I don't know. It's uh, a lot of the uh, I think a lot of it is uh, it really comes down to what the individual jackass is doing at the time that he's going to get charged or fined or whatever. Right. And I think it also depends on attitude. If you, if you come off as, Oh, sorry, 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 whatever, then maybe you you might be lucky to run away. Yeah. But otherwise, if you're going to be belligerent, Hey, here's a thousand dollar fine, buddy. Thanks for being belligerent. So led to our questions earlier. (laughs) (laughs) If, they want you to keep moving. Then I'm yeah. thinking I'm going streaking. <laughs> yes. Because I, I'm going through that park. At, I'm going through that park at Mach 5. <laughs> and the question is, who's going to stop me? Yes. Who's going to tackle me to the ground? Because no one wants to touch anybody with COVID. And if that's the case, I'm doing it every day. <laughs> And I'm thinking, <laughs> what are they going to do? Give me a $1,000 ticket, but you're telling me under, because <laughs> you Googled it, it's like six months in prison and a $5,000 fine. $5,000 fine, yeah. Again, who's going <laughs> to tackle me and stop me? <laughs> There's your COVID entertainment for you. <laughs> yeah. So... This led to doing a bit of, because I've been trying to find, because there's not a whole lot. No one's, no one's realistically publishing stuff. Um, no. Because they're, they're, not, they're not putting in a ton of these laws. They're just saying, we were at, we're, we're telling you, stay home, stay home, stay home, and that sort of thing. So there was this dude this past weekend in Ottawa. Ottawa City Bylaw Officer warned uh, a Westboro residence that if he fa- faced a stiff fine if he launched his paddleboard from Westboro Beach. 
Which this, is the boat launch area. That's, yes, yeah, this park, right? And the, the guy, this Kenneth Abraham guy is saying, um, in my mind, I was just passing through the park. And that's the whole thing. As long as you're just passing through, you keep moving. Yeah. So he pulls out, he pulled his, he had his board on uh, one of those little canoe cart sort of things. Yeah. Right. The bylaw officer didn't agree with that saying, no, no, you're stopping here and you're, you're pulling out, you're leaving stuff. He said, I hope you're taking that cart with you because it's a $750 fine. Right. If you leave the wheels there. Yes. To which I'm thinking, so put the wheels on your cart or on your, on your <laughs> board you? and paddle away. <laughs> Take it with you. Yeah. Uh, paddling on the river is far safer than walking or biking on the paths, particularly on a Saturday afternoon like that. Now, my brother's in Ottawa and he says the number of people out biking oh, and everything, and they yeah. don't watch for anybody, he says. Um, he says, I was doing a safe alternative. I wasn't hiking or biking, throwing a stick for my dog or playing basketball. So he says, you know, whatever. He, I guess he went home so he didn't get the, the, um, ticket and all that. It's very yeah. clear that parks are off limits. Uh, the, so Roger Chapman, director of bylaw and regulatory services. So parks and all city of Ottawa boat launches are closed. It is currently not permitted to go to a park to launch a boat, kayak, or paddleboard as parks may only be used to walk through. Watercraft may be launched from any other location that is not a park. Yes. So you're either outside of a park, you can't, so you can't go to a boat launch, you can't go to a park to launch, so you'd have to like find some place that's like crown land that you can it abuts onto a lake mm -hmm. or whatever and 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 then there's the issue of where you're going to park your vehicle are you is your vehicle parked in a public space are you going to cause concerns there it's uh so they're you know, not they're they're not saying that you can't go past no correct they're just so, limiting the number of places that you have the ability to launch your boat Yes, I think the number of people who would end up being paddling or going out on the water is such a limited number that they've never really captured it in the uh, pandemic rules of how to act and be in public, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it, I think what they'll they, what they're doing is they're finding they're finding the weasel words to to get you like you're going to leave your canoe cart in the park. Well, you're you're obviously pausing because you left a piece of equipment here mm -hmm. or whatever, right? So it but it's also one of those things it's uh if you and the, the this issue was highlighted last weekend, I think, like 5 6 days ago or whatever. So there was uh there was somebody out, I think it was near Ottawa, and they got out on a lake or a river and they overturned they drowned they had to be rescued they recover the body and so it, what it does is you're you're exposing potentially exposing first responders to to whatever you're doing right mm -hmm. so it's it's one of those things it's like well you know what it's it, i think it's time to take a break from your outdoor activities keep it safe do what's safe but don't get yourself into a position where you may need to be rescued. Yeah. And honestly, water, it's, water's still cold and everything right and now water's too. Water's super cold. Like if you fall in, like you're yeah, I'm gonna you're gonna yeah. have to be rescued because it's like you know, it's it's just the conditions of the spring, right? Yeah. And so we've already had a few deaths this year in Canada and people out doing something maybe they shouldn't have. 
people getting drunk and belligerent on the water, having to be rescued, and like in Thousand Isles, the the, the French guy yep. who uh, was out in his kayak, and and then there was the guy last weekend who uh, overturned, had to be rescued, and it's just stay home. Don't yes, yeah, just stay home. Like the 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 conditions and the severity of things are going to be relaxing. Like if you're listening to this from Ontario, there's a staged approach to getting people back to normal and, and you know Saskatchewan they're starting to move things back to normal and New Brunswick they're moving things back to normal and you know Slowly it varies. But surely. Yeah, it's it's one of those things but you have to be prepared that if there's a burst in outbreak then it's they're going to have to lock down again. So just you know what it's the new normal. People you you got to be prepared to uh, keep yourself safe but more importantly what you do is going to affect the people that are around you. So all of these precautions are about protecting other people other than yourself. Yeah. So this you article know, so, goes on and it says, yeah. even though there's no outright ban on paddle sports, Paddle Canada instructors Becky Mason and Reed McLaughlin of Chelsea say they've chosen to stay ashore even though the loss of their favorite pastime is driving us nuts. Yes. Paddle Canada has asked its instructors to cancel courses, stay off the water until the end of May. So when you get people like Becky Mason and Reed McLaughlin staying home. Yes. I mean, these people, I mean, Becky comes from, you know, the royalty of, of paddling yeah. families in, in Canada. Royalty, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, we all have the skills and correct gear, but the main reason we're not going out is because healthcare workers are working really hard, Mason added. We've told them that we're staying off the water and they've actually thanked us just for being aware of what they're going through. We can stay home. Our government has asked us to stay home except for essential things, and paddling is not essential. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. So technically, to answer your question you've been asking for the last couple of weeks, yes, you can go paddling, but you don't really need to. No, you don't. It's, yeah. it's not smart right now. No. It's, it's not just your own life you're risking. It's... Uh, it's first responders, and if you're an idiot and you do something wrong, then first, even if you're not an idiot, you know what? People have accidents. People come across incidents or activities. You, know, you get swamped by a wave, and you don't have a, a dry suit on or whatever. It's 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 a wrong type of year to be taking any risks. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and like I say, I'm hearing firsthand uh, from the healthcare workers, me, my wife what's happening in, in the hospitals, what they're seeing, what's going on, that sort yeah, of deal. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah, and that's why I'm sitting in my basement watching YouTube videos. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll leave that there. Uh, you got yeah. anything else this week? I don't. I, uh, well, I should add that I called Siobhan down. She tried the Fickle Mistress. It's a uh, dry hop sour beer and uh, she didn't like it, unfortunately. But I do. Oh. It's it's one of the few sours that I do like. There you go. See? Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that one. Mm -hmm. um, the That's Belgian... Oh, I can't remember what it's called. The Belgian... Waffle? No. The, what, what's the, what was the Belgian <laughs> one there? I do, oh, I do like me a good Belgian waffle. Oh, I do like a Belgian waffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Uh, what was the Belgian beer that they ha they had? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, that one was good. Uh, yeah, now it's gonna bug me. That one was a good one as well. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's all I've got this week as well. 
If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can download or stream our episodes on iTunes, Spotify. Oh, Spotify. We got over 900 and something listeners or something like that now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. You can go to paddlingadventuresradio.com and click on the episode page where you can download or stream all 222 of our episodes. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends and especially the ones that are looking for something to listen to. Uh, we've had a spike in, in listenership uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I wonder why. Uh, yeah. So that's about it for this week. Thanks, everybody. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. Uh, I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Dirk Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>